Warning, the following content may be disturbing to some individuals. Consumer discretion is advised. Welcome, listeners and viewers, to our second season of Sirens of the Supernatural podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rhonda. This is Lindsay, my daughter. And our cousin Ryan couldn't be on this episode tonight because he's traveling, but he will join us again, hopefully next week during that episode. Um, he collaborates with us and works behind the scenes. And if you missed season one, we're coming to you from North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. You can learn more about us and how we got started in this podcast journey uh, if you listen to the first episode of season one. So go back and catch that at least if you missed season two. And then you can go back and catch up on all the other great episodes. Um, shout out to everybody who joined us the first season. We had a blast researching and doing on-site investigations and bringing you these spooky episodes. And we are glad you've joined us for this season. We're excited for a new season. Uh, we've got some awesome guests. We're going to do some on-site investigations during the next months. And I'm sure that Lindsay will echo those exciting sentiments. Uh, we took a break for the holidays, but we're glad to be back. It seems like it's been a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems <laughs> like it's been forever. Yeah, we got to get back into the swing drops. of things. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you doing? Are you ready to roll? I'm doing good. I'm excited about this season. I feel like we have a lot of really really fun ideas lined mm -hmm. up and i'm just excited to get going yeah we've got some great topics we've been brainstorming mm -hmm. um if if our listeners have any topics they'd like us to cover um we'll tell you at the end of the show how to get in touch with us um but for right now we have a special guest joining us for this very first episode of season two and we'll bring her in and her name is julie star and i'll let her hi julie hi How good are to you, have you. Lindsay? very good okay, it's good. wonderful to have you uh, joining you. us tonight yeah and i will let you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them uh, a little bit about you and your background absolutely so i'm julie and i am a licensed massage therapist and master esthetician, but I started seeing auras and supernatural things when I was nine years old. So most of my adult life, I have been, been seeing clients and lead them on a path of healing and understanding of su supernatural things, herbs and reading auras and teaching them how to do that themselves. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Sounds really interesting. Um, and I totally forgot to tell the listeners that the episode was about auras. And yeah, auras. Like, that's right. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah. Good reminder. Good reminder. And the little that I know about it, I just Googled like, you know, <laughs> anybody does. And I came across a couple of websites. One was mindbodygreen.com and the other was healthline.com. And I just Googled auras. And um, the definition that I got, but of course, we want to hear your definition. 
um, the website said auras are thought of as the unseen field of energy or the very low level of electricity that we radiate as humans. These auras surround the physical body. They're affected by our moods and emotional states and sometimes the states of others. And different colors are associated with different qualities and emotions. And, and this subject fascinates me. And uh, I was so glad when uh, Ryan, our co-host, told us that he knew someone that could read auras. Um, and we've been wanting to have you on for a while. So tell us um, what your definition of auras is. So exact same thing. It is an electric field around you. And it changes with your moods, with your energy flow. I don't necessarily find it a low energy because sometimes when you're high energy, your aura gets bigger. Or if you enter into, if I entered into Lindsay's field, our auras could mesh. It could be come two big R's together, but your colors change, but it's strictly electricity, um, which the human body is. So it is a real thing. It's like a, a mood ring. That's what I think about when you, when you. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Are people's um, auras always a combination of colors or is it one color at a time if your mood or emotions change? Usually it's multitudes of colors and we go with the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, but I've seen pink around people. Years ago, I had a sister that she had pink with black dots. I had never seen it. And so for me, when that happens and I go, what does pink mean to you? What does black mean to you? And so she had to kind of fill in what pink meant to her because that wasn't one of her colors that she loved. Oh. But so your aura will change and it'll be multitudes of colors. Um, very, very seldom is it one color. Mm -hmm. Do you um, remember seeing a picture of the Christ child and he has mm -hmm. a white aura around him always. It's just a white light around mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Well, he is believed to be as pure as he could be. But most of us don't just have a white light because we have other emotions, other moods, other growth that's taking place. And then besides what's coming out from the inside, what's affected us from the outside. Ah, right. So our environment can affect us too. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So when you see a person and, or if you're giving an aura rating, what do you, what do you look for right after you look for the aura color? What do you uh, want to know about that person? So part of my gift is reading people. I've just been able to do that since I was nine and I'm 61 years old. And so when I'm going to read, like I don't do tarot cards, but I have life journey cards or labyrinth cards representing the journey of your life. So if you came to me, Rhonda, I would look at your aura. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to read your cards. And hopefully after I've told you what I see in that energy field, those cards would light up. But for some reason with me, when you walk into a room, I can see it. I can, I can read you when you walk into a room. Now, a lot of people can read people without seeing the colors, but you're reading that energy. And we've all walked in a room that we've been very happy 
and someone's in a bad mood and all of a sudden we get in their energy field and we're in a bad mood and they're happy and we just exchanged energy is all we <laughs> so now there are a changed and we have that yucky colors around us because now we're at a lower vibration because we took on their negative energy does uh, that make sense yeah it does it actually does i i imagine that um walking into a room or someone walking into your space being able to read them very quickly is helpful <laughs> very helpful to you <laughs> it, it's super especially when i was seeing clients mm -hmm. um, now when i was in training and i call it in training because spirit was teaching me that i don't share everything i know but i thought i was supposed to tell everything i picked up on and mm -hmm. i would have to learn through wisdom that it was my training so mm -hmm. i would know about you without having to go Rhonda or Lindsay, this is what I see. This is what I hear. And you're going, no, I don't know you well enough for you to know that portion of yeah. my life. Yeah. So with time I've learned to go, Oh, okay. Okay. This is what I see. And then as we get to know anybody, then we're freer to open and you know, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's what I see. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. So you mentioned that you started seeing auras when you were nine. Can you tell us about that? That had to be a little, uh, did you understand what was going on? No. So we were actually, actually at my granddad's funeral and we were sitting um, in the living room. I have four sisters. We were all in the living room. The parents, this is Cleburne, Texas. We're in the back of the house and I see granddad walk through the room now granddad has passed i see granddad walk through the room with this bright white light around him and i'm going i told my sister sally granddad just came through the room well i'm the youngest of five right and they were like don't say stuff like that you're going to upset the parents yeah. but as i'm staring at him thinking well i just saw him i start seeing colors around sally and I'm like, how weird is this? And I go, Sally, you have yellow around you and blue. And she's like, what? And that would start my onset of being able to see colors around people. So after a while, my parents took me to our priest. We were good Episcopalians. And Father Roper said, we don't do things like this. And my mother had enough wisdom to go, but she does. Mm -hmm. And so oh, instead cool. of squishing it, she yeah. was very open to exploring with me. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that would help me through the years develop a passion for it and an understanding. And then through years, I've taken so many classes and met so many cool people that can do it, too. Mm -hmm. And then I learned how to teach you to do it because we can all do it. I just happened for whatever reason, it came out without me having a great study, right? But we can all do it. Right. But your sisters, do any of them read auras or? You know, Sally never saw them. She's deceased now, but she never saw them. But she was very good at picking up energies. She mm -hmm. didn't see colors, but mm -hmm. she and I um, were very much alike in the energy supernatural walk. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it would pique our interest at young age. And that would be both of us a life study for us. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm the only one in the family that actually sees colors, mm-hmm. but others can fill the energy. Your mother was very wise not to, um, you know, yeah, squelch was- that. She was super cool. Um, even though we were good Episcopalians, she got us in transcendental meditation when I was nine. Daddy had a bad temper. He was a physician. Mother was an RN. And she thought that would help with his temper. And it didn't. But I would fall in love with meditation. Mm-hmm. I think Daddy, when he went to meditate, took a nap. You know, <laughs> it's all good. But that would start encouraging this um, energy life, trying mm-hmm. to discover what energy was and why, um, why we have colors around us. And, you know, dad was the one that said, well, when you have a heart attack, we use fibrillators to shock you back to life. It's an electrical current. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that would even add more study, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when so, you, when ahead. you read an aura, like, is it something that if someone were to walk in the room, you automatically see the colors or do you have to stop and really concentrate to see them? So when I would see clients and I did for almost 40 years, when you come to me, we would sit down just for a few minutes and I would just look at you. I wouldn't make them uncomfortable, but eventually your clients know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I would get a feel for what was happening in your life. But Lindsay, if you came to me as a client, I'm not going to do a lot of discussion with you in the first. I'm going to look yeah. at your aura. I'm going to get you on the table. I'm going to start reading your body. And then I can tell you what is happening. My job, my gift is to tell you what's happening, not you tell me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we go to the doctors or massage or whatever, and we're telling people what's wrong. But if you're a good healer, you pick up on it and you read it and I should be able to tell you what's happening. So when you walk into my house, I'm assessing you just a little bit, just going, okay. You know, she has a light yellow around her. It's kind of muddy colored yellow mustery um, that would tell me that you're pretty tired and perhaps getting sick. Your orange is going to be kind of a creativity color. I mean, I see colors on you now, but I will not do computer readings because we have so many um, electrical (laughs) things. And people do it all the time and they're confident in it. But I just don't trust it because there's so much that comes off computers. Mm -hmm. But yes, when you walk in, I'm looking and kind of assessing what's happening in your life. Yeah. So when you like go out to the store and you go places, do you see colors around people? Like, can you know, maybe not know the person, but like if you're walking down the grocery store aisle and you see somebody and they have like a really muddy, like negative color, you're like, okay, well maybe I'll go down a different aisle and come back to the <laughs> Yes. But I don't walk in and see like, I'm going to use this from the sixth sense. I don't walk in and see dead people. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't walk in and everybody's colors are everywhere. <laughs> but if yeah. I stop and relax my eyes, 
then I can see the colors, but I don't walk in and it's a rainbow in the grocery store, but absolutely do I like pass someone, feel the energy. I'll stop and look at them and either make that, yeah, I'm going to back away (laughs) or something. But it's once you learn how to read them, um, the auras, which I'll, when you're ready, I'll talk to you about that. Then you can't help but do that because as you're learning, you want to do it to get better. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as you master it, which it will take some time probably for most of us to master it, then it's a lot of fun because people don't know why you know things when they haven't opened their mouth. (laughs) I'm glad you asked that though, Lindsay, because I was wondering too, and I was thinking if that were me, I'd be so distracted all the time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So um, do you want to know how to do it? And then you can just practice all the time. You know, those pictures that used to be out, I don't know if they're still out, but um, they looked like little designs and you had to relax your eyes and they see, pop yeah. out. Do you know, uh-huh. I don't know what they're called, yeah. but do you yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes, they used to put those in the newspaper. Yeah, yes. And when they first came out, in fact, my first one was here in Gatlinburg many years ago. And I'm going, that's how you see ours. You just relax your eyes and it's almost like you lose focus. And okay. then you'll see the colors come out. How neat. Okay. And um, and like I tell people, just practice that. Don't make it too hard. Just like if you'll go outside and sit down, anything living has an aura around it. It plants anything. Usually your plant life is white. It's pretty pure energy, right? But you'll see sick plants or whatever. And mm-hmm. But if you'll go outside, just sit in the grass and stare at a tree, a leaf, a blade of grass, your eyes will start focusing in where you see that white around it. That's its aura. Anything living has an aura. Yeah, that's good because I was going to ask, do our pets have auras? So that Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I feel like I'm just going to be practicing on Champ all the time. Just like, stare. <laughs> and he's gonna be like what are you doing? What <laughs> are you in today? <laughs> like, Why is she staring at me? <laughs> Wait till I practice it on your dad. <laughs> yeah. Just sit back and stare at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once you start have, seeing them like, um, again, too? I'm sorry. What do pets usually have white auras too? Um, mostly so, unless you're getting sick or it's time to transition mm-hmm. over, then they'll start changing a little bit. But you know, just like humans, our pets, we have some very aggressive animals mm-hmm. and some that are just so mild and mellow. I mean. Um, my little dog that I got from my dad used to be a little biting dog. It's, you know, she's a shit zoo and she would bite and she would have other colors around her. And I'd think I'm not keeping this dog, but of course I love her and she loves me, but, or a cat jumping through the house. Um, you'll see their auras change, but usually animals are very pure hearted. You know, they're very kind and sweet. And again, you get some that just have that bad seed in them and they'll change a little bit like anybody. 
Yeah. And um, I was going to ask, do our zodiac signs have anything to do with the color of our auras? So I was reading, Ryan sent me something. I um, don't think so. But you have to remember that these are people's theories. So when I teach, if it's not a fact, mm -hmm. it's a theory. So either get up, research and get 10 different theories and come up with your own or pick one that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And I, um, Ryan sent me something and I was reading the Zodiac signs and it was the first time I heard him assigned to colors uh -huh. because your aura changes so much. And I right. thought, Oh, how interesting that it would be assigned. Like when I think of a Leo, I automatically think of golden. It's a uh -huh. golden color to me. Um, cancer i actually instead of thinking of blue water i see red um so that wasn't lining up with that exact mm -hmm. thing and it wouldn't let me print it off otherwise i was going to research it but i think it depends on what you think rhonda i mean as an individual mm -hmm. okay i just want i was curious what your your thoughts were on that yeah um, and, and you said our auras can change with mood, environment, other people's auras can affect ours or energies. Um, as we change and get older, I guess our auras change over time, too. Is that right? Well, I'm going to hope so. Um, you know, as we age, we become a little more peaceful. Mm -hmm. We become a little bit more laid back. Not that younger people aren't, but, you know, when we're young, we're building our life. And so we have a lot of things coming at us that create a little more stress. And so as we get older, hopefully we've gained some wisdom and we've come to have different things that matter to us. Mm -hmm. And so I... I feel for myself that I'm a lot calmer than I used to be. Now I talk all the time. Do you got, get me wrong, but I'm calmer than I used to be. You're not going to push the buttons as when I was younger as mm -hmm. easily. I mean, you mm -hmm. can still push them, but it's not going to happen as easily. Exactly. So I do believe the colors change, but within our body, we have what they call chakras. Mm -hmm. The word chakra means wheel and their energy systems. There's seven of them. But in reality, we have thousands mm -hmm. and each chakra has a color assigned to it. OK, and it's the same colors that most people assign to our auras. They've just assigned oh. colors, but they don't have to be that color. Um, it's just we've assigned colors to things because mm -hmm. as humans, we need that. But we'll start like with the, the I want to look right here and make sure I'm getting it right. Like with the root chakra, it's going to be red. Okay. But that would be the roots. And then you're going to have um, the orange, yellow, green, Roy G. Biv. Is that how y'all remember your rainbow colors? So this is actually backwards according to your chakras. Okay. But when I see colors around somebody, for me, purple, as this one says, yes, it's higher consciousness. It is spiritual awareness. I agree with that 100%. 
um, red. Absolutely. You got some passion around you, some determination. So I think these pretty much, and I haven't read all these line up, but I always ask people like when I see green to me, that's a new beginning coming in your life. Orange is a color of, I'm not confidence, creativity. You have something creative where they have here yellows creative. Yellow reminds me of laughter, of a freedom where orange to me is creative. Mm -hmm. So if I read uh, Lindsay's aura and I saw, um, you know, the yellow around her, I would automatically go, Lindsay, what does yellow mean to you? What does that mean to you before I tell her what it means to me? Because we're free. It's a theory. So we're free to have a feeling like if I wear turquoise, I feel beautiful. I used to have big chunks of turquoise and it kept me safe in travel, my belief system. But I felt beautiful when I wore them. Mm -hmm. Just felt beautiful. Or in black. I feel good in black. And I'm sure y'all have colors that just rock. You know, you go, right. oh, I feel good. But if I put on yellow, I mean, I look sickly. Um, if same, I same. <laughs> so no matter what you do with yellow on, you just don't feel good because <laughs> right. it's washed you out. And then yeah. um, so your R's will change and always read suggestions on what those color mean but again remember it's a theory so make sure you're open to going well i find turquoise a happy safe color and mm -hmm. can i ask when you come into contact with someone or someone uh, comes to you for a reading and you see red is that all what does that always mean the same thing person to person like could this be someone with anger issues or stress or is it just energy passion yeah no each person it means something different on oh. um, so that's why again as humans we try to label everything because mm -hmm. it's easier for us yeah. right? right but not everybody sees or feels the same thing like sometimes i've had people in and red was full of confidence full of passion and then i've had people that came in and read they were so mad they were so mad and it was that anger color so it varies with that person's energy what they're feeling for that mm -hmm. moment mm -hmm. you know we we think of those and we're just talking about red right now but if when i used to do presentations on a stage i wore a deep maroon with black and it's a power color. It mm -hmm. makes you look powerful. You sound powerful. And so, but when I'm mad too, my aura is red around it. Can you see your own aura then? Um, I can. I, I can see my own aura when I look in the mirror or I know my aura from my moods also. <laughs> but I've okay. done it for so long mm -hmm. that I know... Um, like this is personal information, but the last two days I've had to lay low. I can't behave and it's my energy. So I just can't <laughs> behave. And so I stay away from people because I know I'm going to transfer 
I'm not sick. I'm not mad. I just cannot behave. So I'm not going to be around you because I'm not going to transfer that to you unless you already know energy and how to ground yourself. Yeah. And if you don't know how to ground yourself, then I'm wise enough within my field that I go, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stay put for a little bit until I can take deep breaths and get outside and do a walk and, you know, but yeah. Let's talk about grounding yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So there's many ways to ground yourself. I like to go outside barefoot. The earth is grounding. I drink out of, I look over here because I have a copper water bottle. Um, I drink out of copper. Copper is very grounding. Um, So get a copper water bottle. I keep the um, Celtic salt in a copper wire. I have the salt lamps that are Himalayan salt. And those are all things that will ground you. But the best grounding tool is to get outside barefoot. Get your feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. But you can also use essential oils like my trademark, which I don't wear anymore because i the guide, but is patchouli and lavender. When you breathe in an essential oil, mm-hmm. blow out, I take my hands over my head, move my energy out. But when you breathe in an oil, it opens up the limbic lobe of the brain and creates an emotional release. Sometimes it's a happy release. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it'll come days later. But if you're smelling a grounding oil, a dirt patchouli, sage, sweet grass. Those are things that will ground you and make you calmer. And that's then we can talk about other oils, but. Yeah, that's are- good to know. I've got a diffuser and uh, I just, I never know what, what kind of scents to get. Um, so that's helpful. Well, I'm glad. And just make sure that your oils um, are, pure essential oils, not a fragrance oil. A lot of the MLMs, um, doTERRA, Gary Young, they're all good and they all claim to be the best and they are good, but you don't have to spend that kind of money for a truly good essential oil. At the college, I certified people in aromatherapy along with the master aesthetics. And um, there's plenty of places to get a healthy oil that you don't have to pay for a little bitty bottle, 60 bucks. Does that make sense? It does. Make sure you have a great oil. Uh Yeah. Lindsay, did you have any questions about that or auras in general? Um, You always come up with some good questions. No, I wouldn't say about like the aromatherapy part of it, but I did have another question about auras when you sit with somebody and you see their aura does it just like radiate around them or does it come can you see it like radiating out of a certain spot and then it covers them or is it just kind of like a halo around of the energy so when i'm looking at you it's a halo around you around your body but when you're on my table my healing table and i'm laying hands on you i mean we call it reiki we call it laying on of hands we call it therapeutic touch therapeutic light it's basically the same thing with different names when you visualize um 
symbols and one you're calling in the Christ and one a white light. And um, then when I have my hands on you, then I see the colors coming up. But when you just walk in, I'm sure there's somebody that can. I just don't see it beaten out of you. I mm -hmm. see it surrounding you. Gotcha. Is that what you were asking me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I guess my, my other question that I wanted to ask is um, what is the most, I guess, unique aura that you've ever seen on somebody? So that's a good question because they, they being whoever, stick with the Roy G. Biv, the rainbow colors. Mm -hmm. But my sister Sally, years ago, years and years ago, I walk into my parents' house here in Gatlinburg and Sally's laying on the floor with my nephew playing, you know, that he's a little guy and she had a pink aura with black dots in it. And I went, Sally, you've got pink and black around you. And I was telling Jody that earlier, that that would be the oddest aura I've ever seen in my life. And you're going to ask what it means. No clue. I even had to ask Sally, what does that mean to you? Um, of course, black to me tells me that there's a little bit of sickness going on, um, a little bit of dis-ease going on. The pink, not so sure about because that was not one of her colors. Yeah. You know, like some people love pink and they would like to be colored with pink, but that wasn't one of her colors. Mm -hmm. So whatever she thought me but that is interesting um i was gonna ask since it is a supernatural we are a supernatural podcast and you did mention seeing uh the ghost of your deceased grandfather have you had any other experiences like that well i have a lot oh. <laughs> and i actually have a little book written called reflections of a supernatural miracle abound kind of life um i've been seeing spirits since i was nine and i've lived in houses that have had spirits i've had miracles happen i've seen angels and so we could make a whole podcast <laughs> off this story um but for whatever reason now, what's interesting in my life is I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I see spirits. I've seen angels. I've seen healing that was so supernatural. But I don't know what to do with it as a gift. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, yeah. See them, I see them all the time. And um, Wow. When you see spirits, do they always have an aura like you said you saw with your grandfather's? Yeah, nope. No, no, they do not. Okay. No. Okay. Um, I lived in a 200-year-old uh, house one time in Hilton's, Virginia, and um, two women were in that house, Gladys and Marguerite. They were the two last living people in the house, and they would come and show up in the house all the time. Even the kids saw them. I mean, they were doing crazy things in our house. They weren't scary. They weren't poltergeists. They were just mischievous. And uh -huh. One time I'm standing up in the window upstairs and I'm looking out in the garden and there's Marguerite and Gladys working in my garden. And I knew it was them by their clothing and I'm looking at them. And so I run down the stairs and run out the door. And of course, they're not there in the garden. Um, but things like that, we used to homeschool and 
we made biscuits and homemade jam and butter because Marguerite and Gladys did in this house years earlier and I had an old farm table and I would put all that in the morning out on the table and I would go homeschool the kids and would come back and it would be rearranged on the table to where they wanted it and it started to be a game after that I would purposely put it (laughs) in the wrong places and come back and it would be super cool yeah that is cool yeah so you mentioned this book are you uh is it your goal to publish it and get it out to the masses? <laughs> it is. I need an editor. I I write um, not grammarly correct, dot, 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 thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. And so it's written, but I need someone that can truly edit it because my run-on sentence, and I'm aware well of what they are, is <laughs> how I talk. Mm-hmm. So I write how I talk. So it needs to be handed to someone that, you know, can polish it. Right. Yeah. And I have the cover already designed and the books written. Just finding that editor that gets the supernatural because I've had people offer to edit it, but they don't believe in that. So mm-hmm. the energy they're putting into the editing is going to take away from the story because they don't believe in the supernatural. It would affect it for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So eventually it'll be published. And if someone calls and goes, I can help you with editing. (laughs) That's great. And we'll be glad to promote it. (laughs) Now tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now. You're not actively like taking clients for readings or are you still doing that? Um, I am not, and I am missing my field terribly. I moved here to help my parents. And um, when I closed down my business in Abingdon and quit teaching at the college, it just came. Actually, I call it a growth period for me. It was time to not only caretake, but maybe shed some things that no longer serve me and to overcome some things that you know, this season of life I needed to get on board with because, you know, child rearing's done. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would like to see clients. I'm waiting for God to move, universe, use your verbiage, to move and open some doors. Mm -hmm. Um, I love what I do. I love my gift and I miss practicing. I miss seeing clients. I do um, Airbnb experiences and take people out in the forest for meditation. And we just do a transcendental or a guided meditation out there. But I um, am looking forward to God going, okay, it's time to get back. And it's a daily prayer of mine just to show me how to step back in professionally into my field. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got to be in an area, though, that's open to it. Um, And all my clients in Abingdon had exhausted westernized medicine. My daddy was a westernized doctor. Mother was an RN. But most of my clients had exhausted westernized medicine. And then they were coming to me, uh, not just for spiritual things, but herbal remedies and things like that. So eventually... I look forward to seeing Mm -hmm. clients again. Mm -hmm. It seems like you have a good approach, just like spiritual, physical, you know, emotional well-being um, is the goal. And that's really neat. I hope you can 
I hope a door opens and you definitely can get back into that. And we're sometimes in the area where you are. I'll have to look you up and maybe we can go do a meditation. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I would love that. Absolutely. And yes, the door will open. That's mm -hmm. um, being a whole person is terribly important. And sometimes we concentrate on the physical instead of the spiritual or the mm -hmm. spiritual and not the physical or mental, mm -hmm. emotional. And it's all the whole person. It so, is. And in this pace of life that we're in and work and all of these things, uh, it's so easy to lose sight of that. So easy. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. And sometimes we, we all know it. We just need reminders to okay. slow down and breathe. Okay. We all, we all know what we need to do and but we need to be reminded on how to get there and that it's okay to stop. And there's other things in life besides just working all the time and coming home that you do have a body and a mind to take care of spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, Lindsay, did you have anything else? Well, I was just going to say, it's so funny that when you were talking about the aura that you saw around me, that it was like yellow, but a little muddy because I'm like just now getting over some sickness and I would come like all last week, I was so sick all last week. And I would just come home and take some medicine and like go to bed at seven. Like, and usually I feel so guilty about that. Cause I'm like, well, I'm going to bed so early. Like I should be up and going and getting stuff done and being productive. But my body was just like, no, it's not happening for you this week. You're going to bed. <laughs> Yeah, well, good for you listening you to shut me down. <laughs> because so many times we don't listen to our body yeah. and then it'll take us down. It's like, get rest. Yeah, because there's this culture that's like, go, go, go all the time. You have to work. You have to be a girl boss. You have to get all this stuff done. And so when I'm not, I feel guilty. But then I'm like, gosh, I'm so tired all the time, you know? Yeah. No. I take I take naps and I have a friend that cannot nap. She just <laughs> can't. And when she'll go, what did you do today? I took a nap at two o'clock and she's going, how do you do that? But my body requires, if I'm not at work, yeah. my body requires nap time. Yeah. And, but like you, it made you stop. It made you just, so let me tell you what I see. And I normally won't read over the computer there again, the energy field is, is different, but I yeah. see your pal yellow and you've already told me that, but you have something new coming up too. I see this green and that's a new beginning and a little orange on top of that. So you have something very creative you're doing or about to start doing. And then on top of that is a light purple. And so that tells me for me, that purple, that you have a spiritual life. You have, I don't know if it's a prayer life. I don't know if it's um, seeking spiritual things. I don't, those things don't matter to me, but you have a light purple on that, that there's something that you do um, in a spiritual life. Yeah. Um, does any of that make sense to you? It does. I feel like lately I've been thinking a lot about being empathetic and having trying to have like a higher consciousness and like seeing the world as a full body instead of all these little parts together being right. so bad that it's like truly good at the core. So I'm trying to keep that going. Yeah. And you may not have known this, but Lindsay is an art teacher. 
an artist. <laughs> nice. No, I didn't so know you, that. Nice. So you said that, and we like right now, especially in the spring, we have all these different art shows going going on and starting so i'm like trying to get the kids up and going and getting all these projects started so that's funny that you said that too because <laughs> we have a lot of creative stuff going on right now nice uh, nice yeah. and do you have something new happening with your green a new beginning of something happening um, well i did just buy a house so oh, well there you go yeah so it's a new journey we're, yeah. yeah we're embarking on that new journey and it's been going really well so far so hopefully that stays pretty green <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll see her and it'll be colors everywhere <laughs> yeah i'm really going to practice this uh reading people's auras because i didn't know that anybody could do it i thought you had to have like some kind of special gift to do it anybody can do it and start practicing just looking at relax your eyes and if you forgot how to do that picture that i was talking mm -hmm. about i just don't know what that's called i don't either there's a name to remember the only thing i could think of was like those hidden images with the different colors where you really have to try and look and see yes that's I what i know what they're called See, I don't either, but you used to have to relax your eyes because if you tried too hard, you could never you see, see it. it. So yeah. you just right. got in that relaxed state. So yeah. just practice your eyes on that relaxed state. And um, or like on Facebook, you see a lot of those um, little games come by, like where a horse is walking. But if you look at it, yes. it'll go backwards uh -huh. and forwards with the ballerinas going this way, but you can make it go that way. Yeah, Practice your eyes with those kind of things and you'll learn how to do it. You'll get it done. That's um, awesome. What about people who are like colorblind? I just thought about that because I have a friend that's colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, think she can't see or he can't see the colors. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. But it would be like anything else. If you don't have that sense, then you're going to have to feel it. You're going right. to have to learn the colors by feel, which mm -hmm. is totally possible as well. Because we know when someone's sick, when they approach the room without seeing the aura, um, their body's slumped down. Uh -huh. their heads down, their eyes are drooping. Um, so we know signs of a sick person yeah. just from that. So I'm, I'm going to think they would have to learn energy versus color. Yes. Good, yeah. good point. And yeah. I, I didn't know this till last year when I was doing some research for our podcast, but I came across, I went down a rabbit trail of there are actually people who see colors or hear colors they hear colors or they associate a certain when they see a letter there's a certain color associated with it have you heard about that phenomenon no but that's really interesting because there's some guy that does music on plants and again the R is around plants mm -hmm. and colors are vibrating off that, but I haven't heard hearing colors. Mm -hmm. I would be interested There's, in that. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but um, I teach the kids about an artist Kandinsky and he had that. So he, his paintings are wild to look at because he would associate different colors with different sounds and different numbers and letters and all uh, that crazy stuff I love, and what was his name 
Kandinsky. Okay, Kandinsky. Okay, I'd like to research that. Super cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that really is cool. It's crazy. There's yeah. so many things out there that just blow my mind. <laughs> well, and you know, there is, and that's why we've got to learn to be open because I see auras and colors mean something to me. Colors are going to mean something different to other people. The list you have, I have a list right here, a book right here, and another list right here, and all of them don't match up. They all are saying the same colors. And I tried to find a book today by um, Edgar Casey, and it's my favorite aura book. I would get it like in the 70s or 80s. And of course, I went through storage and I couldn't find it anywhere. And so, somewhere through the years, I've put it somewhere, but I loved his thought on what colors, and that would be the one I studied first, mm -hmm. but I'm a big Edgar Casey fan. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we just got to be open. So like, if you're reading someone, um, what does that color mean to you? I'm sure you think of that when you paint or teach the kids thing. Um, what does that color mean to you? How do you feel about that color? So yeah. We just got to be open to all the different things. Funny to me, though, because we, like, when we do color and we learn about color theory, I'll put up these different paintings that have, they're monochromatic, so they're mainly one color. And I'll ask the kids, what do you think of when you see this painting, or how does it make you feel? And sometimes I wonder, like, if I throw up a blue one, they're like, oh, that, it makes me feel sad, or it makes me think of sad things. And sometimes I wonder if it, does make you feel like that or we just have heard that that color is associated with sadness so much yeah. that's just the first thing that comes to mind you know see that's super wow. interesting because people say are you blue are you blue yeah. are you sad yeah. where when i look at the sky it makes me feel peace yeah me like peaceful calming kind yeah. of yeah so i yeah. always always wonder that but that's a yeah, that's a good thought. And, and I am sure what we are raised or what's in our environment has yeah, something to do with how we feel about certain colors yeah. and things. I mean, yeah. even objects, we feel that way about, don't we? If we have a bad mm -hmm. connection with them, that's a bad memory or whatever, that we automatically have a negative thought of them or somebody else might embrace it. Yeah. And I wonder too, like, you know, if, if you ask someone, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you know, they're just usually one that just pops into your mind. Like mine has always been, you were talking about turquoise earlier. That's always been my favorite, my peaceful color. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, anytime I see turquoise, anything, I want to get it. <laughs> uh, but I wonder if that has to do kind of with our, the aura that we project you know, as well. That's interesting to think about. That is interesting to think about. And then it makes me go on to your, are you relating colors to horoscopes? Because mm -hmm. it is it the time of year that you're born, the horoscope that you're under. But I'm with you. Turquoise, royal purple, and gold have always been the colors that I am drawn to. I'm drawn to those colors. Yes. Um, again, I used to wear big chunks and I would still wear them if they hadn't broken. I can't find anybody that can string it properly. Mm -hmm. um, but that makes me, turquoise makes me feel beautiful. And mm -hmm. so, you know, why wouldn't we wear those colors all the time? That yeah. makes us feel nice. What color mm -hmm. do you, Lindsay, like? 
I <laughs> I love like iridescent colors. It's funny because I feel like I have two parts of my personality. Like one part is iridescent and really shiny and glittery and I love all of those pinks and purples and greens. But then the other half is like I love black and dark grays and like moody colors too. So it's very opposite. But I love those two things. Yeah, very cool though. <laughs> and yeah. that's interesting because um Lindsay is a cusper. She is the only one of my children that was born on a cusp. And I was also born on a cusp. So you have that duality of the different zodiac signs. I'm like oh, Aries, Aries Taurus. Okay. And she is Aquarius Pisces. I yes. Think. Aquarius Pisces. Yeah. And when I, when you said iridescent colors, it made me think of like mermaid kind of, <laughs> yeah, like anything yeah, right? pink, yeah. purple, glitter. I love like moonstones and opals are my favorite. I love them. I nice. And that would make you go with the Pisces, wouldn't it? The, yeah. the water, the fish, the <laughs> yeah. mermaid. Um, yeah. That's kind of cool, right? It's, it's been very interesting. The conversation has been really interesting. Um, If you yeah. have, Julie, if you have any um, like a, a website you'd like to share or, or links or anything, um, just send them to us and we'll be glad to put them up on our social yeah. media um, information. If people would like to get in contact with you, uh, there may be other podcasts that would like to have you on as a guest. Or I would, I would love that doors yeah. just open to get back in the field. And yeah. um, I do have a website. It sits pretty dormant just because I'm in that what's next phase, but, right. uh, but I would be honored if you want would to you share, want to share the name of your website. It's a labyrinth of healing, a labyrinth of healing. healing. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. A labyrinth representing the journey of your life. Yes. And, um, yeah. So yeah, I like that too. The journey's kind of fun, isn't it? It is. It is. And we've uh we've enjoyed this journey because we're getting to meet a lot of new people that we probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. That's super cool, isn't it? it Everyone is. has a great story. Everyone they has do. a great story. Yeah. Yes. And we thank you for sharing yours. And it's been so fun. Me. Yes, it has. I've really enjoyed this one. I'm glad it's our first episode to kick off. I know. I feel two. very honored. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I feel very honored. Well, yeah. um, we will we'll be sharing listeners um, and viewers. Check out our socials. We'll be sharing um, some from this episode. And we'll be sharing also what's coming up next week. Um, we are doing an episode about doppelgangers, so don't miss that. Um, and Lindsay, I'm going to let you tell our listeners how to get in touch with us if oh, they want to send we're, in their stories. Yeah, gosh, we're on everything. At Sirens <laughs> of the Supernatural, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. If yeah. you have um, stories, email them to us. What is our... At, uh, we're sirens of the supernatural at gmail.com very easy to remember yeah. so send in your stories or if you have topics that you would like us to cover this season you can comment on our socials or send us an email we'd love to hear from our listeners and oh, yeah. we need more listener stories this season we had some good ones last season so send those in as well and we will say goodbye like we always do um and that is Stay, Stay spooky. spooky. <laughs> <laughs>
Kyle. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye, Julie. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sirens of the Supernatural. Be sure to join us next week, Friday, February 16th, for episode two of season two, titled Doppelgangers Double the Dread, when the Sirens team will share their findings during this most interesting investigation. Then, on Friday, February 23rd, we will air a special can't-miss double episode titled Demons and Deliver Us from Evil, featuring the renowned demonologist and former NYPD sergeant, Ralph Sarchi, whose gripping experiences have inspired books, TV shows, and movies alike. Don't you dare miss this thrilling and intense interview that almost didn't happen. Until next time, stay spooky. <laughs>